Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited about today's guest because we're going to be talking about something that I really don't know a lot about. I know. I know, you know, it's it's hard to believe, but this is going to be such a fun conversation because we're going to be talking with the wonderful Mikkel Thrupp today. So welcome, Mikkel. How are you doing? I'm very good, Deb. I'm looking forward to today's conversation. This should be a lot of fun. And, you know, when you and I were chatting before and you were saying, you know, there's so many places out there I don't know so much about. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun conversation today. It's going to be a lot I know. Of fun. I know. Well, now that we've piqued people's curiosity, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So, Mikhail Thorup is the world's most sought after expat consultant. He focuses on helping high net worth private clients to legally mitigate tax liabilities, obtain a second residency and citizenship, and assemble a portfolio of foreign investments, including international real estate, timber plantations, agricultural land, and other hard money tangible assets. Mikkel is the founder and director of Expat Money, a private consulting firm started in 2017. He hosts the popular weekly podcast, The Expat Money Show, and he wrote the definitive number one best-selling book, Expat Secrets, How to Pay Zero Taxes, Live Overseas, and Make Giant Piles of Money. So again, Mikkel, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And I love the intro. I love the enthusiasm there, Deb. It's very, you know, very nice. all on one cup of coffee, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, this really is going to be so much fun because as I mentioned, I don't know very much about this. And I think it's, it is such an interesting concept. So, but, but first tell us a little bit about how it is that you got to where you are today. Sure. So for my story, I have to go quite far back in time, but I will try to make it as uh, as concise as possible and as well thought out as possible. Mm -hmm. But what happened, Deb, was when I was a child, I was diagnosed with a learning disability. Mm. And one day, the uh, 
they came into the classroom and they they uh, they pulled me out of class, sat me down in a little a little room, and there was uh, the principal and the vice principal and Ooh. maybe a resource teacher there. And they said to me, Mikkel, something doesn't work quite right in your brain. Mm. What we want to do is we want to send you to a special school, special mm-hmm. school for special boys. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. They, every day for three years, I got on a little white bus. I took a little white bus across town and I went mm-hmm. to this quote unquote special school. Now, the only problem was it actually was not a special school. It was actually a regular school with just a special class. Ah. Probably imagine what happened. Mm-hmm. I got in a ton of fights. I mm-hmm. got picked There's on, a little I bit of bullied. bullying, probably. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, just an overall not fun experience. Mm-hmm. But and you uh, were struggling anyway, and that just made it so much worse. Absolutely. But uh, after three years, I got to go back to my neighborhood school, mm-hmm. and I was so excited. And I thought, wow, all my friends are going to be missing me and everything's going to be so amazing. And I got back to my, my, my neighborhood school and, um, you know, first day or first week, you know, everybody starts uh, gossiping and whispering. Ah, oh, where I did you be Mikhail. in? Yeah. He, oh, he went to some retard school. Thanks, guys. Very, you know, politically correct. Mm-hmm, you know, our mm-hmm, children right. are very sensitive, you know. But um, yeah, just left a really bad taste in my mouth for, mm-hmm. for public education. And so I stopped going. And when I stopped going, then I started failing. And so then mm-hmm. they'd send me to summer school and then I would fail that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they push me through and then I'd fail some more. But uh, long story short, at 12 years old, I stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. And at 15, I officially dropped out. Mm-hmm. And um, not long after that, I went overseas for a trip and I started traveling and I started meeting all these incredible people mm-hmm. who were exploring the world. And they were doing things so completely different than I had mm-hmm. ever seen before. And uh, and they didn't know my background, that I went to some special school or special mm-hmm. class or whatever it was. And it was an opportunity for me to, to recreate myself without all of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and show who I am uh, based on my actions mm-hmm. and, and my character and not something that happened to me. You know, it, it allowed right. me to... to to choose these types of things. Mm-hmm. And when I met all these amazing people and who were traveling and learning and exploring the world, I was like, these are my people. Like, them's my peeps, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. was like, I was so, so thrilled with it. And I decided at a very young age that this is what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to explore and uh, see the world. Well, fast forward, uh, it's been 23 years now. I've been traveling around the world. Um, I've lived in nine different countries. I've visited 110 countries and I've circumnavigated the globe over 400 times. Whoa. Now I help other people to do the same. So we mm-hmm. do relocations, we deal with all the esoteric piece of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the guy to put your stuff in a shipping container or right. turn your, you know, mobile phone, get you a SIM card or a mobile phone mm-hmm. when you're overseas. I deal with like the tax and the legal and mm-hmm. um, the immigration side right. of things. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant, but I have a massive amount of experience from mm-hmm. doing this myself. Um, by diligent studying and reading, and, and quick side note, my learning disability was dyslexia, but mm. uh, I've read well over 2,000 books now mm-hmm. in my life. So I uh, worked very hard at mm-hmm. figuring this out, but uh, worked through that. And I've had many mentors and people in my life, really, you know, high-end lawyers who have been very generous with their time over the, the years mm-hmm. and taught me a lot of things. But basically, uh, I'm a coach or a mm-hmm. consultant and I help people through this. 
Does that make sense? I love it. I love it. You know, and I mean, there's so many things in there. You know, the the biggest is that we have to do what our passion takes us to do. Um, you know, and 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 sometimes that comes at a very young age. Obviously, it, it did with you, where you thought, "Hey, this is this is what I want to be doing." Um, I'm assuming because you have no accent that you're from the U.S. originally. I'm actually from southwestern Ontario. Oh, okay, so close okay. to Toronto. Okay, but uh, but I left at 17. Mm-hmm. I'm 40 now, so the the accent, the Canadian accent has probably worn. You don't say a anymore. (laughs) I don't, I don't think so. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I like to put in, you know, colloquial type Mm -hmm. of things from different places, or sometimes it comes up. We actually lived in the Middle East for eight years. So it's interesting when you live overseas, Mm -hmm. your, your lexicon or your vocabulary Mm -hmm. ends up pulling in words from all over the Mm -hmm. place. Right. So, you know, my wife is from China. Mm -hmm. So you know, sometimes we're talking, we'll be speaking English. I, mm-hmm. I do speak English with my wife, but we also throw a little bit of Arabic in there, mm-hmm. a little right. bit of Spanish, a little bit of Chinese, mm-hmm. a little, even in Chinese, there's different languages mm-hmm. in China. So we speak, I used to live in Singapore. So a little bit mm-hmm. of Hokkien and Tiaochu, and then mm-hmm. she's obviously a Mandarin speaker. Right. So it kind of all mixes together. But I think mm-hmm. that the Canadian, uh, yeah, accent mm-hmm. or the A and a boot and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think those have kind of softened over right. the decades. Well, and and it's funny because we do pick up things from from there. I've lived in Atlanta for almost twelve years. Um, now Atlanta is pretty. You know, you don't hear a lot of accents here, uh, but I came from Colorado, which pretty much has you know yep, it's it's neutral. you know yep. not not a lot of accent there uh, but i do i get a y'all in every once in a while and um and i've learned oh bless your heart uh, wow. <laughs> you know, is- my favorite actually i was talking to a client the other day and then they're like they were telling me that there is actually a plural of y'all all y'all. All y'all. All y'all. I was like, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, and and I've learned with bless your heart. That depends. Yeah. It depends on how Southern you say it as to what you mean. If it's just, Mikhail, bless your heart. Thank you for coming on the program today. Yeah. That's a bit more genuine. Yes. Yes. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, yeah. You bless your heart. That means, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I, I think what this really shows is that. We pick up what we need to, um, you know, in in order to communicate where we are at that time. Um, but it also is a very small world um, where, you know, and 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 I'm, you know, a big part of that is, um, you know, media, television. Uh, when we were in Italy, we uh, traveled around very small towns and had a great time doing that. And I spoke just enough Italian to get us in trouble. Um, and uh, but we had a waitress one time who spoke really pretty good English, and and so we complimented her on that. And and she said, "I watched, I learned from watching Doctor House." And I thought, "Ooh, that might not be the right program to be learning <laughs> your English from." Um, but but yeah, it is. It it shows that. We it also should we want to learn these things. I mean, you know, that's part of it is immersing yourself in whatever it is. Um, you know, and and so I think that's just it's it's so much fun to try and figure that out. Well, you know, my biggest question, especially in this post-COVID world, right, is we had so many people who went, oh. I don't have to go into an office anymore. So I'm going to wander about. I'm going to go to where I want to do. I'm going to work from wherever I have internet, things like that. And those folks are, for the most part, called digital nomads. 
But what you're talking about is different. So talk to us about the difference between being a digital nomad and being an expat. So this is a great question because I think the the lexicon is extremely important so mm-hmm. that we're we're clear. Now, many people have different interpretations. I've heard um, you know, positive and negative things about each one of these mm-hmm. words. I mean, like we can we can say an immigrant, we can say mm-hmm. an expat, we can say a digital nomad. Mm-hmm. The way that I like to think about it is I guess let's start with a digital nomad. So a digital mm-hmm. nomad is typically someone who's a little bit younger generation. Mm-hmm. They work from a laptop. Now that laptop can be uh, which is remote working. It can mm-hmm. just be for the company that they've always worked right. for. It can be small business owner or mm-hmm. Amazon FBA or drop shipping mm-hmm. or some type of online uh, e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. Normally, what a digital nomad is doing is, and this is really where the difference comes in, is the legal status of the country that they're visiting. Ah. So a digital nomad is usually on a tourist visa. Mm-hmm. Since COVID, they've started coming out with digital nomad visas. There's about oh. 40, 50 countries. Mm-hmm. And these are actually really good programs. They allow mm-hmm. you to stay in the country for, say, a year. Okay. Traditionally, digital nomads are you know 30 days, 60 days, mm-hmm. 90 days legal in the country. Right. And if they want to stay any longer, they have to do what we call a visa run. So they mm-hmm. go across the border. They come back, you know, maybe they have a coffee or a beer or something mm-hmm. like that. And then we they, were gone. Yeah, now exactly. we're back. And they came back and they get another stamp. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is really kind of gaming the system. This is not mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. This is not right. what the governments want to do. And mm-hmm. you might get away with it once, twice, mm-hmm. 10 times. But at some point, they're going to say to you, this is not mm-hmm. correct. And they're going to refuse you, ent- refuse you entry. Mm-hmm. And that causes a whole host of problems. Mm-hmm. And especially expat- if some of your folks are already in there and you're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, there's just, okay, I can give you some examples other um, after the, uh, why maybe this is not such a great mm-hmm. idea. And expat, on the other hand, we have the legal right to live right. and work and reside mm-hmm. and buy real estate and everything in the country. You've declared residency. Correct. Well, we've we've applied for residency. Okay. And we've been accepted for residency. Okay. So we've actually had to go through a government program. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was an investment made. Maybe there mm-hmm. was some type of time commitment that we have mm-hmm. to do. And there's a whole immigration process. It's the same as someone coming to the United States right. if they wanted to get a green card, right? Mm-hmm. The difference is, you know, one person comes in and you know, they're just a tourist, or maybe mm-hmm. one person comes in and it's not legal, or mm-hmm. someone who comes in makes an application for a green card. And has the legal right to be right. in that country. Mm-hmm. So that's usually what I think of when an, when I mm-hmm. think of an expat. Now, what is the difference between an expat and an immigrant? You know, this mm-hmm. is a pretty common question. Well, an immigrant is normally someone who will move to a new country, mm-hmm. and that's it. They're they're going to be there forever. They've okay. lived their entire life there. So they, they let that family. original residency go. Exactly. Yeah. They, you know, wherever they might be from in the world, and it could be Canada going to the US, mm-hmm. or it could be the US going to Australia or something like that, or it could be be any combination. Mm-hmm. But that's it. You know, like they they mentally are prepared, they're gonna mm-hmm. be there for the rest of their life. With an expat, it's traditionally a year, five years, ten years, but at some point they know they're either gonna return to their home mm-hmm. country or they're going to move on to another country. Okay. So we see this a lot with people who do, you know, executive level jobs or C-suite mm-hmm. level type of jobs. You know, I lived in the Middle East, as I said, I was mm-hmm. there for eight years. So obviously a huge oil producing con- mm-hmm. country. I was in Abu Dhabi in the UAE. Mm-hmm. So we would get, you know, British and German and French and American and Canadian, mm-hmm. you know, oil executives who would come in right. and help out, or they were building the nuclear power mm-hmm. plants there. And 
my friend worked for the Bruce Power Plants. He was on the board of directors there. Mm -hmm. And then he took a position as a board of directors. So these are highly paid individuals. Mm -hmm. Now, are they going to stay working at the power plant for the rest of their life? Probably no. not. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to be there for a few years mm -hmm. or 10 years or something, and then they'll move on or they'll go somewhere else or they'll get a position somewhere mm -hmm. in another place. So this is more what I deal with is the people who are going to continue on. Now, I mm -hmm. do deal with the people who um, are highly paid professionals, mm -hmm. but I'm also dealing with a lot of the business owners who decided that, you know what? I don't need to physically be located in my my mm -hmm. uh, hometown or my country right. or my city or anything like that. I can run my business remote. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot of those people. Even like a lot of my clients are lawyers, doctors, dentists, mm -hmm. chiropractors, um, things like this. They might have one or two mm -hmm. offices. They're able to run a lot of those remote. You know, maybe right. they do telemedicine mm -hmm. or they run their their law firm mm -hmm. um, remotely. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of these types of people that I usually help. But that, mm -hmm. I, I hope that kind of clears up a little bit about the lexicon between the right, three. Right, right. You know, the, the digital nomad is more temporary. Is you know probably the you know and and um but and and they are there. I mean, I hate to say extended vacation, but that is kind of it. You know, they're there to, you know, have fun for six months or whatever. And while they're working, um, you know, or maybe they've retired and and they're just there to, you know, to, yeah, to enjoy retirement. Another important point. Mm -hmm. I also think of digital nomads because they're so transient. You know, it's mm -hmm. a month here, three months right. there, six months there, two months mm -hmm. here, you know. I find it difficult to really get to know the culture. Okay, right. you can see, mm -hmm. but I think of it closer to a mm -hmm. tourist. An expat, like what mm -hmm. I encourage my clients to do is when they move to a country, mm -hmm. to learn the history. Right, the get culture, vested the in food, where you live. The language, mm -hmm. like I'm a, I speak Spanish as my second language. Mm -hmm. I live down here in Panama City. Mm -hmm. I have Panamanian friends. I understand Panamanian history. Mm -hmm. I'm four years into mm -hmm. a five-year program about applying for my mm -hmm. Panamanian citizenship here. So I'll have a Panamanian passport. Mm -hmm. You know, like I try to really incorporate myself into the local culture. I don't mm -hmm. try to make the local culture fit me. I try to fit the culture. Mm -hmm. And so right. I think that that's also a big mm -hmm. difference, a subtle, mm -hmm. a more subtle difference, right. but I think an important one. Right. Well, and when you look at when you're being a tourist, you know, or, you know, you you learn some of the tourist things, you know, where do you go? Where do you eat? But you aren't invested in that community. And, and as you said, you know, when, when I read your bio, you talk about making actual investments in those countries. And sure. so you truly are saying, Hey, this is where I am for right now. I mean, you know, nothing is permanent, um, but this is where I am. I care about this community. And it, to me, at least, what that means is you're going to be treated differently also. 100%. 100%. You know, and, and so, yeah, because it's, you know, oh, you're just a tourist. We don't care. Um, but it's like, oh, you know, hey, you know, you, you've been here. Um, you know, and, and, and we kind of mentioned a little bit with, with age. One of the things that I was wondering was, what about kids? I mean, do people do this when they have kids that are in school? Or is it typically those who don't have kids or who have kids who have flown the nest? So this is another good question. So we actually see the whole spectrum mm -hmm. of, of age groups, mm -hmm. um, both uh, you know young, old, mm -hmm. male, female, uh, from everywhere in the world. I'll give you a quick example. As I said, I'm Canadian citizen, mm -hmm. Danish heritage. 
Uh, my wife is from mainland China. Mm-hmm. We met in Germany. We got married in Africa. <laughs> our first child was born in Abu Dhabi. Our mm-hmm. second, our our daughter was born in Abu Dhabi. Our son mm-hmm. was born in Brazil. Mm-hmm. We live here in Panama. We homeschool our kids mm-hmm. and we travel with them mm-hmm. nonstop. So we just got back from a trip of four or five days ago. We took the the, both the kids, my wife, my mother, my mother lives with us. She helps take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. We even took our nanny with us traveling and we went to Turkey, mm-hmm. Georgia, not your Georgia, but the mm-hmm. country, Georgia. Uh, the one kind of there by Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Armenia and Azerbaijan mm-hmm. for five weeks. Wow. And so the kids and because and you homeschool, the kids just kept learning, but they were learning probably about where they were. Correct. Well, not just where they where they are, but there were so many amazing opportunities for the children mm-hmm. to learn. And I'll tell you a quick story. So we're doing the the Turkish Citizenship by Investment Program. Mm-hmm. This means that if I make an investment in the country of at least four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars in real estate, I qualify for citizenship. So okay. I can actually get another passport. Mm-hmm. So these are the types of things that I help people with at expatmoney.com. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going through the program myself. Mm-hmm. And my lawyer that's there, she's uh, an amazing woman. She's traveled all over the world. Mm-hmm. She's done all these incredible things. And I actually took my daughter, who's seven years old, to the meeting with my immigration Oh, wonderful. Definite good day for take your daughter to work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then after the meeting, you know, we're walking down the street. We invited Mm -hmm. my lawyer for lunch. We took her out for lunch. Mm -hmm. She's holding um, the the lawyer's hand and they're walking down the street. My daughter Mm -hmm. gets to ask her, like, what's it like to be a lawyer? Mm -hmm. What is a lawyer? What is a law? Why do we have Mm -hmm. laws? Mm -hmm. You know, why did you decide you wanted to do this? What do you like about the Mm -hmm. job? How do you help people? So she got to like ask all Mm -hmm. these inquisitive types of things from this Turkish immigration lawyer Mm -hmm. in Istanbul um, at seven years old, instead of being, you know, at a desk and told Mm -hmm. just to don't move and yes, the green turtle does. (laughs) Exactly. So it's just, it's a very different level mm-hmm. or, or style of education. Right. But that's the type of thing that we're trying to do. And I mm-hmm. and I think that there are opportunities for the family, because you asked about kids. I mm-hmm. think there's opportunity for the children to learn as you're traveling mm-hmm. and living overseas, which is just so incredible right. to watch. Mm-hmm. And um and and lots of people homeschool, lots of people mm-hmm. send their kids to uh private schools, mm-hmm. some send to public schools mm-hmm. or online schools. There's just an unbelievable Mm -hmm. amount of opportunities out there for any family Mm -hmm. who wants to make this happen. Right. You know, and, and obviously, especially after COVID, I mean, the whole homeschool thing, it it really caught on, um, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, for a variety of reasons, you know, we, we saw here in the, in the States with COVID that the, the kids who flourished during COVID were the ones who'd been falling behind because then they they really got a lot more hopefully you know support from their their parents or whoever was was working with them um and then the the ones that I talked to who whose children were gifted they were the ones that were just really hitting it out of the park because they would do their little bit of whatever they were required to do um and and get it done very quickly and then be able to do so much more um a lot of them were taking college classes you know, and some of these were young, you know, t- young teens that were taking college classes and and things like that. And and I think, you know, uh, the, 
to me, the, the biggest detriment to homeschooling is the social aspects. So things like sports and, you know, a band, choir, you know, all of those things. But there are certainly ways that you can still do that. And I would imagine, though, when you're an expat, you're going to connect with other expats in the area. But you're expanding that, you know, and, and so you might be able to go, you know, being in the, the, the local band with the, the local high school and, you know, be able to experience with them what it's like. Yeah, there are a lot of opportunities to mm -hmm. still socialize. So definitely mm -hmm. we have expat friends and the majority mm -hmm. of my friends are my clients, people mm -hmm. that we've other like-minded families that mm -hmm. we've relocated down here. Good good people, you know, mm -hmm. but we do have a lot of local friends as well. Mm -hmm. And we live in a local area. I don't mm -hmm. live in a tourist area or expat area or anything mm -hmm. like that. My daughter goes to a couple of different types of karate mm -hmm. and it's all locals there. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, as I said, is seven years old. She speaks native level Spanish, mm -hmm. native level English and native level Mandarin Chinese. Right. And we're working on mm -hmm. Russian as her fourth language. Mm -hmm. So she can talk to anybody and mm -hmm. make friends very easily. Mm -hmm. We take her to the park, to the pool every single day. There's tons of kids around. Mm -hmm. um, she does piano lessons. She does your piano in Russian. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many opportunities for mm -hmm. her to meet people from um, local Panamanians mm -hmm. as well as from other expats. Right. And when we're traveling, like, we try to continue mm -hmm. this for sure. I love it. You know, so many opportunities. And then, of course, you know, you have those same opportunities as an adult, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure that is one of the big draws to to be doing this, um, you know, and and so that that brings me to why should someone want this? And more importantly, who thinks, oh, this is cool, but really shouldn't be doing it. So who do you kind of say, man, maybe not so much to. <laughs> so that's an an interesting one. I mm -hmm. never tell anybody no. I right. Mean, this is mm -hmm. often, it's their own journey. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. You know, like sometimes people will listen to me speak and they'll hear my experience mm -hmm. and they'll think like, "Oh, I could never do that," or mm -hmm. "That's too." Or sign me up right much, now. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a combination. Mm -hmm. You know, I never want to make this sound scary or mm -hmm. too much. I mean. My suggestion is always to start small and mm -hmm. try it out and right. see how you like it. Yeah, be the like digital it. nomad for a little bit. 100%. I mm -hmm. mean, what I would suggest is you pick a place, a place mm -hmm. that you've always wanted to go, rent an Airbnb for a month, two months, mm -hmm. three months, and go and try it out and mm -hmm. see see what you think about right. it, you know? And it's so different than just being a tourist and going for like a mm -hmm. couple of days. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go for three months and you're plop mm -hmm. down in one place, you're going to find right. your favorite bakery, your favorite cafe, mm -hmm. the best place to get dinner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, you'll start meeting some people at the pub and mm -hmm. like, you know, or if you've got kids, you'll know, you'll mm -hmm. find the best park. Like we always mm -hmm. find the best parks for our kids. And mm -hmm. then they go back day after day after day mm -hmm. for, you know, a week straight or something mm -hmm. like that. And then they start to make friends. Mm -hmm. So you give your yourself time mm -hmm to experience those things and to see right. all the subtleties and the mm -hmm. small differences. Like one of my favorite things to do when I'm traveling is just to people watch. I like mm -hmm. to sit. I've, I really love, I mean, I've already drank two espressos while we've been sitting here together. Mm -hmm. um, I like to sit at a cafe and just mm -hmm. kind of watch people walk by, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I'll have a book or an audio book or something like that. And, you know, just drink a couple of coffees mm -hmm. and watch. Kind people. of absorb. Exactly. Like osmosis, mm -hmm. just let it come on, come mm -hmm. on in, you know, if you're a tourist and you're like, okay, this is my itinerary. I got to go mm -hmm. here in the morning and then, then I'm going to mm -hmm. go this place for lunch. And then these mm -hmm. two places after 
you don't give yourself enough time because right. you're trying to cram too much mm -hmm. in. Like so many places I've been to, I've gone for months on end. Like mm -hmm. I went to Morocco for two months when I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. I spent two months in Colombia um, when I was 20. I've been back to South Korea mm -hmm. 50 some odd times. I've been to Japan 30 times. Mm -hmm. I've been to Germany 20, 30 times. I've been, you know, places over and over again mm -hmm. or extended periods mm -hmm. of time. And that's allowed me to understand the culture a lot better. Right. But back to your original question, you know, who is this for? Who is this not for? Really, it's for anybody who wants a little bit of adventure in their life, mm -hmm. who wants to, you know, experience the world and understands that the, you know, there's a lot out there to see. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that when you travel, what you're doing is you're pushing your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. You are, things are not always so comfortable. Things can get, um, challenging or frustrating mm -hmm. or very humbling, especially if you mm -hmm. don't speak the language. Um, doesn't mean that it's dangerous. Doesn't right. mean that you're going to get hurt or anything mm -hmm. like that. It just means that it's out of your comfort level. Mm -hmm. But every time you push yourself mm -hmm. uh, out of your comfort level or to the edge of your comfort level, you grow as a human right. being. Mm -hmm. And I mean, your program is amazing. You have so many entrepreneurs and business mm -hmm. owners and people who like to create and build. Well, I think that this is an excellent opportunity mm -hmm. for anybody who wants to grow. Right. You know, you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable mm -hmm. situation and you need to adapt. Mm -hmm. And when you have family, you know, you end up relying on your family even more, which mm -hmm. strengthens your 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 relationship mm -hmm. with your with your spouse, with right. your children, with you know anybody who you're traveling mm -hmm. with. So it's just an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I just I really think that it's just so wonderful, and I feel very mm -hmm. gifted and 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 very passionate. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hope that really comes through. It if does. nothing else mm -hmm. in today's conversation right. is, is how passionate mm -hmm. I am about this. Even mm -hmm. after 23 years, right. I'm still so thrilled mm -hmm. about the entire mm -hmm. idea of traveling and exploring the world and living overseas and mm -hmm. and all of it. Right. You know, and I love that you say that you need to immerse yourself for a while, far longer than if you were a tourist, because, you know, I went to Italy was we were there 10 days. I thought I could live here. I could live here. Um, went to Scotland and Ireland. Now I, that big day, I was like, whoa, all these people look like me. We like this. Um, <laughs> and but, you know, so it seemed really cool to think I could live here. But you know, am you know we need to to be in those places longer to determine. Okay, what's the healthcare? What's you know, if you're thinking about having your kids in school and whatever level, you know, any any you know, even if they're old enough that they're going to maybe go to college, you know, is that going to work? Is you know, uh, okay, many people have a spouse. <laughs> you know, are they going to be able or a partner? You know, are they going to to be able to find a job or can they re you know operate remotely? Things like that. Um, you know, obviously, one of the big things you need to figure out is safety, you know, and just like you do here in the United States. Is this a good neighborhood? No, we don't want to buy a house there. But sometimes you don't know that until you spent longer there. Um, you know, and, and so I love that you say, you know, you got to go and spend some time there and determine, OK, is this really a workable situation that we could be here for a long time. I mean, weather would obviously be one of the things that I was thinking about that, you know, might really be something that that people think, wow, this is really cool, or oh no, I don't like what it's like here in the summer, the winter, the the whatever. So you might need to overlap seasons a little bit. Well, definitely. And I guess this comes down to, you know, what is my business? What mm -hmm. how do I fit into mm -hmm. these types of things? 
So really, this is the type of work that I do. Mm-hmm. When I work with my private clients, I, mm-hmm. I work one-on-one with people or one-on-one mm-hmm. with uh, with families, let's mm-hmm. say. Um, I'm able to give a lot of insights on mm-hmm. the different types of countries, the cultures, the people I try to mm-hmm. match up, um, the what we call them, the likes, wants, and needs mm-hmm. of, of the people right. to the country. So mm-hmm. because I've been to so many places mm-hmm. and I've been back so many times over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. I've seen the progression and the the growth of the country. I understand, mm-hmm. you know, the patterns and what we're seeing. And I can give a lot of insights on these types of things mm-hmm. so that when you go to try an extended period of time, mm-hmm. a month or something like that, we've already done a lot of the heavy lifting right. already, right? Mm-hmm. So we are talking about the children's schooling, you know, mm-hmm. what that's going to look at. We're we're talking about not just the cities, but often the the neighborhoods mm-hmm. in different places. Now there's there's you know, we call them expat hotspots, places mm-hmm. where expat congregate right. around the world. And and there's legitimate reasons why they would pick this city over mm-hmm. another one. You know, tax reasons, immigration, mm-hmm. investment opportunity, safety, healthcare, mm-hmm. weather, all of these things that you mentioned, mm-hmm. those are all really important mm-hmm. things that help determine um, if people are migrating there mm-hmm. or not. So, you know, I've seen a lot of these types of things. And mm-hmm. then I can give um, you know, sometimes we build out kind of a matrix or a spreadsheet mm-hmm. or a, a graph of the different countries and we weigh one against mm-hmm. the other and we figure out, okay, well, what are the boxes for depth? Like, what are the things that are the non-negotiables? What are the ones right. that she has to mm-hmm. have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go through piece by piece mm-hmm. and we tick box them, you know, what mm-hmm. ticks the boxes for you, for mm-hmm. you and your husband and your family. And, you know, and it might be completely different mm-hmm. than, than me or than mm-hmm. another client, but it's that custom made mm-hmm. type of plan. That's what I work on. Mm-hmm. So people usually go to expatmoney.com. They'll listen to my podcast, The mm-hmm. Expat Money Show, you know, or watch some of our videos mm-hmm. or read our blog. We put out, you know, blog articles mm-hmm. three times a week. Um, I get probably about 3 million people a year who listen and read to my work and mm-hmm. my insights on different countries and, mm-hmm. and all the immigration and stuff. And when they decide, yes, Mikel really knows what he's talking about. He's the real deal. Is mm-hmm. uh, very, you know, I honest, ethical person. You know, our values are aligned. Mm-hmm. I want some extra help on the website, top right hand so right hand side. There's a big orange button that says "Work with us." Mm-hmm. There's a letter on there. I have people read the letter. Please do not pull it up on your phone. You need to sit down. You need on it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you know, a desktop laptop. Mm-hmm. Get a coffee or a cup of tea or mm-hmm. something like that, and uh, and sit down and read it. And mm-hmm. it'll really explain the work, how everything works mm-hmm. together, uh, fits together. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then you fill out an application, and we would take a call together mm-hmm. to see if it's a good fit. These are high end consulting mm-hmm. packages. I do twelve months worth of consulting with a ah. family. There's mm-hmm. a lot of work. We do basically mm-hmm. weekly calls for the first couple of months, and mm-hmm. then I build out the team of the lawyers and accountants mm-hmm. and service providers that we need. I'm there on every call with the lawyer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a lawyer myself, so I outsource the legal work, mm-hmm. but all the planning is done mm-hmm. by me. They just do the paperwork mm-hmm. and and I help them through everything. So right. it's, a, it's a real uh, done with you solution mm-hmm. if you decide you want to live in another country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and... Uh, there are many reasons why someone might want to do it. We talked about kind of the adventure mm-hmm. and the family ties, but there's a lot of economic reasons mm-hmm. that people might want to do these things as well. For example, it can be very tax favorable to live in another country. Um, I'm here in Panama. It's a territorial tax system. Mm-hmm. If the money is made outside of Panama, there's no tax inside Panama. 
Now, if you're an American citizen, that doesn't mean that you don't have to pay or file taxes back to the US. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple of programs that we work with with the IRS to legally reduce your taxes Mm -hmm. drastically. So we can get you, you know, the first $250,000, roughly Mm -hmm. $250,000 for a married couple of taxable income to zero. So you live down here Mm -hmm. in Central America, Costa Rica, Mm -hmm. or Mexico, or well, not Mexico, but Costa Rica or Panama Mm -hmm. or one of these countries. And you're earning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars tax free. Mm-hmm. You're Queen Deb, right? Okay. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you're gonna have a very mm-hmm. nice life, right? Um. So well, those are some of the reasons, right? You know, and I want to emphasize to folks, you know, this is this this, uh, this is a complicated process. Not a do it yourself. Now, I'm sure you know there are those who really can explore it enough to do it yourself. But you know, it, it, the the tax thing really probably is one of the most complicated things. So it's not that you know, hey, I now live in another country. As long as you still have that citizenship, you know, then there's there's something that you have to do now. You're you're having to file taxes legally the way you're supposed to. This is not I'm not going to file. No, folks, yeah. there's still all the forms and things that you have to fill out because Uncle Sam here in the states wants wants his take. And you know, obviously, you know, there's there's uh, income taxes in in many other countries. So you need to make sure that you're doing this correctly, especially if you ever plan to go back. Um, you know, and and but you know, it's just it it is one of those things that. Uh, you know, as we said, you have to research and more importantly, you know, work with somebody who knows what they're doing because it is complicated. Um, you know, the the tax and economic uh, systems are just, they are very complicated. And I think they do that on purpose to confuse you. But, um, you know, it is something to, to, to really be thinking about, though, because as you said, there's some huge benefits as long as you're doing it the right way. Hundred percent, yeah, and it's, it's so there's income tax, there's mm-hmm. property taxes, there's mm-hmm. capital gain tax, right. there's dividends tax, there's mm-hmm. withholding tax, mm-hmm. there's uh, corporate tax, mm-hmm. there's uh, import duties. Right. I mean, there's a whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. There's um, municipal, there's mm-hmm. uh, VAT, like a value mm-hmm. added tax or a mm-hmm. consumption tax. So we need to weigh all of these types mm-hmm. of things. And I, you know, I specialize in low tax or mm-hmm. tax free countries. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the types of places that I work with people on. So mm-hmm. I'm not the one to move you to uh, Sweden or Norway and mm-hmm. have you spend 60 or 70% of your income on taxes. I focus more on, mm-hmm. you know, tax haven, low tax, mm-hmm. offshore jurisdiction, mm-hmm. territorial tax types of places. Right. And then we balance this based on it. But it can be huge savings for mm-hmm. you. Another important one on the financial side of things is your insurance. Ah. So in the United States, mm-hmm. from my understanding, insurance can be very expensive. It can be rather costly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can often save you, you know, tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. in insurance right. when you move. Right. Um, because the healthcare systems are different. Correct. Yeah. And we can still do, you know, full coverage, inpatient, Mm -hmm. outpatient, Mm -hmm. full drug plan, zero deductible, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And you can often pay considerably less Mm -hmm. than you would in the United States. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm Canadian citizen. Sometimes people say, oh, well, we have free healthcare in Canada. No. Okay. Not really. (laughs) I mean, you're paying 50% 50 tax, 50, Mm -hmm. 60% tax just on the income side, Mm -hmm. income, you know, federal and provincial. Mm -hmm. But I mean, then there's all the additional taxes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're looking at a lot more than that. But look at the wait times, Mm -hmm. what we're talking about in Canada now, Mm -hmm. you know, six months to a year to 18 months. to. You could literally die while you're waiting. Legit, (laughs) legit, you know, Mm -hmm. so, but down here in Latin America, I mean, 
we've got a Johns Hopkins hospital five minutes, mm-hmm. no, 10 minutes from my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I want to go and get an MRI there, or I want to go and see mm-hmm. a dermatologist or um, a neurologist or something like that, I'll get an appointment tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to wait a right. year. And, and here, in, for some of those in the States, we're in into months of waiting. Yeah. And in the States, it can be mm-hmm. really costly. Here, right. either even if you have mm-hmm. to pay out of pocket, it's mm-hmm. very affordable. Right. So a lot of people self-insure. Mm-hmm. You know, they put away a little bit of money every mm-hmm. single month. Right. And, you know, and the keep same their amount. fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. well, and the other thing is that often you'll find that people are healthier down in these places mm-hmm. if you're smart about it. Because, okay. It's very warm weather here. So mm-hmm. we've got 12 hours of sunlight, 12 right. hours of so darkness. You're every outside. You're outside. <laughs> Natural vitamin D from the mm-hmm. sun. You're getting exercise. Mm-hmm. The food is naturally organic because they don't have right. uh, The so kids much are money not to attached spend. to their cell phones. Exactly. And Monsanto's not spraying everything in chemicals, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's very family orientated. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of like communal events and mm-hmm. you know people having birthday parties at the park and you right. walk up and say hello like my daughter will go and like ask for a piece of cake oh. or a p- slice of pizza or something mm-hmm. from some random person's birthday party mm-hmm. and they're always so accommodating and mm-hmm. they smile and they here they they'd call the police <laughs> yeah exactly like so there's just it's mm-hmm. it's so different right you know and then we're swimming in the ocean mm-hmm. and you know, here in Panama, we've got the Caribbean Sea and mm-hmm. we've got the Pacific Ocean and you you can go out in the water mm-hmm. and, you know, be on the beach. And it's just mm-hmm. it's just so stunning, you know, right. so you just naturally have a healthier mm-hmm. lifestyle mm-hmm. Um, and the. The values are more geared towards mm-hmm. family and community right. and mm-hmm. the neighborhood opposed to keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Like we just don't have that. Right. Here in latin america in mm-hmm. a lot of places in the world right does that make sense it does you know and 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 i think we see that especially in the big cities here um you know and 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 you know a big part of it is we don't get out and about um you know and and for a variety of reasons uh but it's uh you know and 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 we do we eat i tell people i'm gonna live to be 150 because of all of the preservatives i've eaten um you know, but you know and and there are so many things here that keep us inside, you know, I, I laughingly said, you know, kids attached to their cell phones. We don't see kids now, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than you. And, you know, I, now I grew up in a very small mountain town in Colorado. We were outside as much as possible, even when it was way cold, you just bundled up and, you know, if you fell over, you couldn't get 100%. back up. You were like a turtle. Um, but, you know, it was, it was. It, it obviously was very different, um, you know. And and but yeah, it's and so I can see why, especially for people who have kids, why this is something where they're thinking, I want to do this, um, you know. And and but keeping their options open by having the the dual citizenship to be able to go back if they want to, um, oh, yeah. you know, and and things like that. Well, that's another interesting point, you know. Let's say um, you have someone who listens to this episode and they go, Mm -hmm. you know, that sounds like a really interesting Mm -hmm. idea. I want to try it. And they move overseas and they don't like it. Right. Oh, well, just move back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the end of the world. You didn't, uh, nothing is irreversible Mm -hmm. in this. You don't, you know, if you're an American Mm -hmm. or an Australian or a Canadian Mm -hmm. or whatever, and you move to a different country Mm -hmm. and you don't like it, you just turn around and go home. It Mm -hmm. doesn't prevent you from going back to your home country. Mm -hmm. You'll always be welcome in that country. Mm -hmm. So, like, you always have, 
you know, I, I work a lot of, you know, asset protection, wealth protection, what's mm-hmm. the worst that can happen? How does this happen? It's like, I don't think that there's any downside to any mm-hmm. of this, you know, often even, you know, someone say, well, maybe it's not safe there. Mm-hmm. Actually, statistically, if you look at the places that I'm moving people mm-hmm. to, it's considerably safer right. than any. Then say US, um, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, than Atlanta or Chicago mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the U.S. major tier mm-hmm. one, tier two, tier three cities. Mm-hmm. It's considerably safer here in right. Latin America. Okay, there's unsafe areas as well. Mm-hmm. But that's not where I'm moving people, and that's mm-hmm. not where I'm telling you to move to. Right. You know, I'm not telling right. you to move to a cartel-ridden, you know, mm-hmm. area and do dumb mm-hmm. things. You know, be out all night and mm-hmm. flex a Rolex watch and drink mm-hmm. too much. Right. No, I'm telling yeah. you, take your family and take your kids to the park and mm-hmm. be in a nice area mm-hmm. and make friends. Right. You know, it's it's often a lot safer down here. Oh yeah, sure. and it's funny. I wrote down safety as as one of my things to to ask you. Because that is, you know, clearly a concern that people have. And, you know, and, and again, when you're being a tourist, you're not in those areas or you shouldn't be, um, you know, because you're where your hotel is, where your resort is, where the touristy things are, you know, all of those things. And, you know, and 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 of course, what we hear are things on the media, um, you know, sure. and, and so we hear, oh, don't go there. Don't. And, and you know, the, the key is, again, to do your research. Don't think, hmm. I think the Ukraine looks like a nice place to move to. Sure. Maybe not now. <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know, obviously sometimes people have family issues and, and reasons and, and things like that. But um, yeah, it's, you know, you're like you said, you know, this is, this is, you, you said, you know, you stay friends with these people. So you want them to be safe. You want them to be secure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now I've traveled to, many countries in the world that are safe and many countries in the world that are not mm-hmm. safe. Right. You know, in 23 years and 110 countries, mm-hmm. the only thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life of mm-hmm. traveling was I got my wallet stolen. But where mm-hmm. was it? In Ontario, where mm-hmm. I was born. Yep. I, went to the, mm-hmm. I went to the pool and I put my stuff in a locker and I'm I'm a national lifeguard and a and a I'm a basically a fish. I like mm-hmm. to swim and I put my stuff in the locker and someone mm-hmm. broke in and took my wallet. That was in the city I was born yes. in. I was back mm-hmm. visiting my family. Right. But I've never really had any other problems. Mm-hmm. And I've been to North Korea. I've been mm-hmm. to Iran. I drove across Africa. Mm-hmm. I was in El Salvador in 2003. Mm-hmm. I was in Colombia in 2003 for two months. I never had any problems right. in any of those countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, Southwestern yeah. Ontario. So. You know, when we were in Northern Ireland, I mean, you always hear about unrest in Northern Ireland, right? We were probably far safer there than we were in Atlanta, sure. um, you know, and, and, uh, but, but yeah, and, and of course the media likes to hype things up. And, and so we hear about the bombings and the killings and, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, that's, that's going to happen everywhere. So you just need to say, okay, that's, that's not where I'm going to go. I'm going to go here instead. Yeah. Well, I was just in Azerbaijan with my family. And mm-hmm. if anybody's been following the news, they might see that conflict has just broken out mm-hmm. between Azerbaijan and right. Armenia for, mm-hmm. you know, multiple times. So I had people like, are you okay? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that is a very small region of Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, it was actually Azerbaijan who mm-hmm. invaded Armenia. It wasn't right. the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I was in Baku in mm-hmm. the capital, which is like a super modern, very, mm-hmm. very safe capital. Um, very, very mm-hmm. wealthy. And so there was literally zero danger. We didn't even right. see uh, one military personnel in mm-hmm. the entire time we were, you know, mm-hmm. five weeks between these countries. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was over in a day. And mm-hmm. 
you know, so it's like you read the headlines and you see the, you know, yeah, war danger, broke danger, out between sky Ar- is falling. Armenia and Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I mean, that's. Yeah, it's not the whole country. It's kind of like, you know, when when it would snow in Colorado and, you know, and usually it was when Monday night football. Right. So the whole world was watching and it would snow and people were like, oh, my God, the whole state. I'm like, no, this little part of of the state got snow. The rest of us are okay. Um, You know, and, and of course, my favorite now is living in Atlanta when there's a hurricane, whether it's in the Gulf or or in the Atlantic. And now we've been here, you know, almost 12 years. I still have people saying, are you okay? Are you, we saw that there was a hurricane and I tell them, you understand how far inland we are. Um, We get rain. I mean, you know, there are definitely times where we get rain because of, of hurricanes, but no more so than, you know, any other time when we get rain, Uh, you know, and, and so that's that, again, that's where doing your research helps. Yep. So, you know, don't, when you're doing your research, you know, mainstream media, CNN or Fox News mm-hmm. is not doing your research. I mean, that's misinformation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is not where people should be right. looking at these types of things mm-hmm. because what they're trying to do is get eyeballs. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all about these sensational mm-hmm. type of headlines and they mislead people. Mm-hmm. And whether it's true or not true, they don't really care. I swear. Right. I, I really mm-hmm. They just want untrust- that click. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you have to go you know, either look mm-hmm. at independent media or people with real life experience mm-hmm. going to these places. Right. And, you know, I'm not saying go move to Azerbaijan. I'm not saying that at all. Mm-hmm. That's not a place right. that I work in. Mm-hmm. It was just a place that I happened to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, traveling because I, right. I like to go exploring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm putting myself out there. I'm mm-hmm. constantly pushing things and, and trying it and mm-hmm. learning it and experiencing. And then I can give, you know, more custom made mm-hmm. and uh, you know, advice right. and help people with mm-hmm. it based on real life experiences, right. yeah. not just because I read the mm-hmm. headlines. Right. So I would imagine when somebody is researching, you know, if they're if they're going to to move somewhere, culture is also a big thing that they they need to to research. I have a, a friend who is a high school teacher, and she has become kind of an expat type of of teacher, and she spent several years in Saudi and then several years in mainland China. And, you know, the, the big thing, obviously, in Saudi as a woman was it's very different than, you know, being here in the United States. And, you know, and, and she learned very, very quickly, you know, and, and of course, the school she was at, um, you know, she was actually there as part of a State Department type of thing. And so mm-hmm. it was it was a different level. Sure. But, you know, she knew you did not go out without your head covered. You know, you, you, you know, you, you had to have sleeves, your shoulders were not, you know, and, and she, you know, she knew if she was going to be successful, she needed to follow those rules. Um, and I shouldn't say rules. I actually, I guess some of them really are kind of rules. Um, but, but she also knew that, you know, it was very important to do what the the culture says you do. And, um, you know, and, and so this was not the place to be going around in shorts and, um, you know, now there were places that you could, um, but, and then, you know, in China, you know, that was a, a big learning experience for her. And she was actually there during the main parts of COVID. Um, and uh, she, you know, it was, it was very interesting getting communications from her um, just saying what was going on. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, I mean, it was, it was very different, but, but yeah, it's, you know, you need to know what is that culture? Um, you know, is it, it, you know, especially with say very religious types of, of countries, um, you know, and, and other countries, I mean, you know, obviously the Middle East, if you are a woman, 
it's very different to be there. And you can't say, well, I'm an American. No. You know, even if you were just a tourist, there are things that you need to be doing. Absolutely. I think it's important to understand the cultures. Now, when mm-hmm. I went over to the Middle East, like I said, I was over there for eight years. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in Saudi. Saudi was mm-hmm. the next door. I was in the UAE, the United mm-hmm. Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. So most people have probably heard of Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in Abu Dhabi, which is the next city mm-hmm. over, which is actually right. the capital. But mm-hmm. when I got there, I mean, the company that I was working with, mm-hmm. they had uh, you know, a half a day about the culture. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a Muslim culture. Right. country and mm-hmm. this is how we act and this is what's mm-hmm. acceptable and this is what's not mm-hmm. acceptable so you know the rules going mm-hmm. in like it's not a surprise and it's not mm-hmm. for you to go in and say these rules are bad or right. these rules are wrong mm-hmm. actually you know that might be someone's first knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. but you know do you understand the culture and the history and where this comes mm-hmm. from and why and you know right that's a great thing to be learning about exactly this is an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to learn this is not a place where people should judge and i think mm-hmm. that that happens a lot of times with mm-hmm. north americans where they go overseas and they think that it should be a mm-hmm. certain way right well if you want everything to be the same as it is at then home stay then stay home stay at home <laughs> you know 193 countries in the world they have mm-hmm. 193 countries in the world mm-hmm. 193 different perspectives mm-hmm. well i mean once you start looking inside the culture mm-hmm. um you know millions but it's my perspective is that we should be using this as an opportunity to right. learn right you know to try to mm-hmm. see things from someone else's mm-hmm. point of view to, you mm-hmm. know walk in their shoes mm-hmm. that's what i am trying to do right. i don't mm-hmm. presume that my way of life or what mm-hmm. I was brought up with is the correct way and everybody else is wrong. I mm-hmm. think that this is a very narrow and a very mm-hmm. immature way of looking mm-hmm. at the world. Right. And I say immature, and I don't mean, you know, if you're 10 years old or you're, I mean, all the way up to 90 mm-hmm. years old, 100 right. years old, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to understand that the world's a very big place. Mm-hmm. Right, so. right. Well, and there's also business cultures. Um, and, you know, I mean, there are countries that take an entire month off from doing business in the summer or an hour every afternoon, um, you know, and, 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 but they work later. I mean, all of these various things. So you just need to kind of know now if, you know, your, your business is still in your, your home country, then, you know, clearly you're going to follow what's going on there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting. You know, we, uh, when we were in Italy, it was like, what time do we eat dinner? Eight? We have to eat dinner at eight? <laughs> you know, I was like, but, 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 you know, and, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was very different just to know some of those things. But it's, as you've been saying, so much fun to be exploring them and, and finding out. Yeah, absolutely. And I always find it quite funny because uh, we can always get a table here in Panama because mm-hmm. our set dinner time when I take clients out is mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. If we eat at the house, it's probably like 5.30, 6 right. o'clock or something with the kids. Mm-hmm. But if I take clients out, it's 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And by the time we're finishing dinner, we've mm-hmm. had dessert, we've mm-hmm. had uh, um, you know, a, gla- a bottle of mm-hmm. wine and everything like that. That's when the crowd starts coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, we're usually like the first ones in the restaurant, mm-hmm. but then by the time we leave, it's Mm-hmm. And right. so yeah, we found that in Italy. Well. We would go yeah. early and you know be done and um and you know and then go back to to our little place. We actually rented a home there. It was it was very cool. Um Amazing. in a very small town. And so, you know, we spent two days in Rome. Other than that, we were were out and about and and had so much fun. 
Well, Mikkel, oh my gosh, we only have about five minutes left. This has been so much fun. And I think we've just scratched the surface on this. Um, so we'd love to have you on again, if you would like to to be able to talk more about this. Because yeah, I mean, you know, to, to the details of asset protection and all of those various things, I think are so very interesting. But, you know, tell us more about how people find you and what are the services that you provide? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a very large summit coming up. It's an online event, mm-hmm. October 2nd to the 6th. It's five days. Mm-hmm. And this has been a ton of work to put together. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. my third time doing a summit, a uh, second time with um, with my company, with Expat Money. Mm-hmm. And you guys can get a ticket for free at expatmoneysummit.com. We're expecting about 10,000 attendees this mm-hmm. year. So it's going to be huge. Wow. We have my friend. Obviously, it's online. Mm-hmm. 100% online, 100% online. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight hours a day, five days straight we're going into depth about mm-hmm. all of the things that you and i have just mm-hmm. touched on today um there's going to be a ton of information a lot of mm-hmm. the lawyers accountants property developers mm-hmm. etc who are going to be speakers um my very good friend and mentor doug casey is a speaker jim mm-hmm. rogers is a speaker mark faber mm-hmm. uh, peter schiff congressman dr ron paul mm-hmm. um uh, John Perkins, right. Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Well, I mean, and you mentioned really it's annually. Speakers. So if people are listening to this after, get Correct. on the website, find out when the next one is. Yep, absolutely. So even if, you've, if you're have if you listening to this down the road, mm-hmm. still go to expatmoneysummit.com. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to put your name on the waiting list mm-hmm. for next year. If you're listening to this live this week, then that's great. Then you're going to be able to join us. And, mm-hmm. I, and I hope that you do. I'll take very good care of your people, Deb. And um, if not, then make sure that you check out expatmoney.com. We mm-hmm. have weekly podcast, three times a week blog mm-hmm. articles. We have a daily email newsletter, um, quarterly uh, trips and webinars and mm-hmm. presentations. There's a ton going on mm-hmm. in our community. And um, yeah, very happy to mm-hmm. uh, to welcome your people and take good care of them. I love okay, it. Deb? You know, and and you mentioned all these resources, and I want to encourage people. And and I was on the website, and and there are there are so many great resources. So if this is a little tickle in your brain, and you're thinking, hmm, now is a good time to start. You know, if you really are interested in it, you know, go slow. You know, so so get the emails, get the you know, read the blog posts, listen to the podcast, all of those various things. Because that really will help you determine if this is something feasible or not. Exactly. That's why yeah, we put it so sounds fun. Resources. Oh my God, I would love to do this. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We put out tons of free resources. Mm-hmm. You need to get educated about mm-hmm. these types of things. Right. You need to start learning about mm-hmm. it and like kind of let things settle mm-hmm. a little bit. And you know, but that osmosis, what we were talking about mm-hmm. before. So, you know, get on there, um, start learning about it. If it makes sense, you can reach out to me um at expatmoney.com where we'll be able to take things to the next level and give mm-hmm. you a little bit more help. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, Mikkel, as I said, this has been so much fun and so interesting. Um, it's, it, you know, it, if if we go according to our plan, my husband may retire next year. Um, and clearly we're youngsters, right? So we got a lot of life left in us. And, you know, and so this fascinates me. Would I consider moving, moving? I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it like I said, it's a little tickle, that little tickle in your brain where you're thinking, could I do this? And what I love is that you have shown that it is definitely possible. Um, I think so many people would go, oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's not going to work. Um, you know, and, and so really, if you're thinking about it, in, you know, really investigate it. See if this is something that could work for you. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that it's important 
if the things that we've been talking about today interest you and get educated mm-hmm. about it. And um, we put out a ton of resources to help people. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Well, Deb, I want people to understand that the world is a very big place. You know, as we said before, 193 countries. I imagine that most people who are listening or, you know, at listening to this point in the conversation, they probably have somewhere in their head that they think, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to to live there or spend an extended amount of time in that place? Now, I don't know what that is, you know, that place for you. And I don't know if you ever told your spouse or your siblings or your friends or anything about it. Maybe you kept it all inside. But my suggestion for you is, or my invitation for you, is to try it, to go out, get that Airbnb for a month or two months and and just give it a go and see if you like it. And if you do, then amazing. You can always build on that. And if you don't, you just go home. It's all right. So that would be my last piece of advice for anybody who's listening to today's conversation. Oh my gosh. I love it. So much fun. Well, as I said, this has been such a fabulous conversation. I can't wait to do it again, but um, I've been having a great time talking with Mikkel Thrupp and Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.